This is episode two of Pattern Studies Radio. Last week, uh, I gave a little preview of a patch that I was working on, or some scripts that I was working on for uh, a four-hour-long show uh, based around themes regarding the Zodiac. So that just happened last night, and it went uh, really well, actually. It's funny how I felt like we only really got into it once we hit the second hour. By the end of hour three, I was really feeling it. <laughs> but there's a piano there. Um, sort of got the sound of the piano in my head a little bit. So I was messing around with some pianos and some of these clicky beats today. Um, the swelling guitars underneath is, uh, is actually a very long sample from um, an old piece of mine uh, called Sweet Number One. sound stuff and um, sort of prepare them so and make it easy to use in a live coding context. Um, so I posed the question on Twitter, how do you manage large sets of samples uh, during live coding performance? Um, had some interesting responses. Um, one approach, uh, actually let me pull up the so I can quote them appropriately. So Rennick Bell, uh, one thing he does is uh, when he said he 
takes individual samples and sets of sound variations, makes pre-coded collections of sets, and then the computer picks from the collections that he chooses live. So my assumption is like, okay, I've got a classification of rimshot sound, and there might be 30 or 100 different sounds like that, and maybe he's got some way to uh, organize those further. So um, instead of thinking, okay, I need sample number 82, <laughs> Um, or memorizing a ton of things, uh, he can he can kind of uh, specify a classification of a sound and then have the computer choose the the um, the specific uh, instance of the sound. Um, Thor Magnuson actually takes sort of the opposite approach, and this I don't think I'd be very good at. He is somehow able to to hold uh, maybe up to 26 different samples in his head, just memorized. And so what he does is he actually maps a set of samples to uh, single uh, letters in the alphabet. So, you know, sample A, B, C, D, E, F, um, which is amazing to me because that's, that's exactly the, <laughs> the sort of thing that I was uh, sort of struggling with where um, it's easy for me to lose that in the, in the middle of a performance, especially if like, get confused. Um, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm sure that comes with practice, and um, certainly a valid and, and cool approach. Um, Renick Bell also suggested having the computer create the sets uh, and categorizations of the sounds, um, which I think is a very cool idea. So that would be something like uh, throwing a ton of different sounds at it and doing um, some sort of low to high level, uh, maybe a, a sort of a recipe of. Uh, feature detection, so maybe you want to organize sounds based on their roughness or noisiness, uh, or you know you could organize them by pitch or pretty much anything that uh, uh, that you not anything that you can think of, but <laughs> but uh, analysis is, analysis libraries are pretty awesome these days. Uh, Audio is one that I've had my eye on and played around with a little bit, but haven't haven't messed with, but uh, that's it. They have, it has Python bindings, so the possibility of using it directly with uh, Pippi is, is real, um, and I think that would be cool. Um, of course, once you start to add really complex analysis in a live environment, then, uh, you know, things like uh, overloading your CPU uh, come into play, uh, especially when you're running like an, an old ThinkPad like I am. So I want to play a few things on this edition. Um, last night, after the four-hour jam finished up, we ended up uh, joining West Tank, and uh, he rapped over some some beats that I've been working on for my new album. And I essentially just played, just looped out a few different beats that I've been working on. Um, so I thought I'd play one of those today. Um, this one it right now is called Study 9. Uh, and the plan here is to um, have a friend of mine uh, rap on, on top of it. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure we're kind of excited to see how that's going to play out in terms of um, 
exactly how to record it because I'd like I'd like the performance of his the assembly of the the rap recording on top of the beat to, to to be generative in some way as well but also not to destroy the narrative that he's you know writing um so it's an interesting challenge um i don't want to obscure what he's saying i also don't want to like fuck with his with what he's saying like uh, as far as content goes by reassembling different sections and making it totally meaningless um uh so so we're kind of brainstorming there. I don't have any concrete plans yet, but um, I think step one is to just finish the beat. <laughs> uh, so here's study nine. about a transition there. I'll probably edit that. 
but yeah, it's pretty much a loop at this point. Um, although, obviously, the new the loop never, maybe not obviously, but uh, you might have noticed, that, especially with the drums, uh, it never never exactly loops. Um, speaking of the drums, uh, those are pretty much all. I think all of the drum sounds are yeah, all of the drum sounds are sourced from recordings of. Um, uh, an improv session that Jess Lamont sent me, uh, and she's a she's a great uh, local drummer that uh, my band Geodes has worked with in the past. We've got a couple EPs that feature collaborations with her. Um, she's nice enough to record a takeover another track that I was working on for this album that I ended up scrapping. But um, I love the drum sounds, and so I've been working working with edits of those, just cutting little pieces out and reassembling them into new new beats. Um, and so that's what that was. Like I said, this will be a quicker, quicker episode this week. Um, I'm going to finish it out with uh, the very first thing that I ever did, the very first track that I ever completed from start to finish with Pippi, this, the subject of this podcast, essentially. Um, this is a remix that I did uh, for the Milwaukee band Collections of Colonies of Bees. Track is called Vorms, and uh, they sent me so many amazing stems. And just sifting through them, I ended up only using uh, basically two guitar stems, uh, Chris Rosenau's guitar stems, and I have really felt bad about that since. But it was a good, it was a good uh, sort of exercise and a strain for me, especially in the early days of working with Pippi, or just just focus on the guitar sound and Pippi was even more limited back then so it's still essentially just a time domain system um, I don't have any filters implemented uh, it's nothing like reverb or any of that kind of th- um, anything in the frequency domain um, but uh, it's, it's granular capabilities have gotten more sophisticated definitely in the last few years but um, so this remix very much is me exploring what's possible with just basically cutting, cutting and pasting things algorithmically with, with the system that I had, that I had at the time was probably only about a year old, and, um, which is maybe maybe years a year is long enough for, for probably long enough that I should have explored it further at that point. But I, I was using still kind of tied to my old workflow and. I was using it as an element within that workflow, which is great, but um, this remix was an opportunity for me to say, okay, let's just see how far I can go. Can I actually do something from start to finish with the system? Is it capable enough to uh, to produce something interesting? And uh, 
Well, I'll let you be the judge. Artemis Artis Radio.